episode of Progress, Potential, and Possibilities, discussions with fascinating people designing a better tomorrow for all of us. I'm your host, Ira Pastor. Welcome, everybody, again to another episode of our show, bringing you another fascinating guest today who is helping to create a better tomorrow uh, on many different fronts. Uh, we have the uh, honor today of being joined by uh, Kim Nizel, uh, also known by his stage names, uh, Arabian Prince, Professor X. Uh, Mr. Nizel is a, a rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, DJ, and founding member uh, of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame rap group NWA. Uh, as well as a technologist, venture capitalist, startup mentor, and business advisor. Uh, Mr. Nizel has wide-ranging interests in area like animation, 3D special effects, music and computer digital technologies, uh, and he is the uh, the founder and CEO of multiple companies, including Miklazan Music, uh, owner of Hypnotic FX and One Fader, uh, president of LA First Tech Challenge, Southern California Robotics Competition, and founder and chief innovator of Innovate Next, which is a Silicon Beach, California-based uh, product innovation incubator and technology center, which he designed to hold ultimately help empower bright young inventors, leveraging industry experience, strategic resources, his mentorship. Uh, he's also the president of Game Time Brownies, uh, CEO of a streaming PC manufacturer uh, called Fear the Goat. Um, Advertise, an artificial intelligence VR, AR uh, video platform. He's uh, involved in a COVID tech, which is a cloud-based suite of apps uh, for uh, small businesses, uh, helping them to access COVID-19 screenings. So really active on many fronts. He has a passion for this area, including 3D animation, has uh, done collaborations over the years with some of the largest groups out there in entertainment, uh, in media, uh, from the Microsofts, Fox Interactive, Intel, Red Bull. And for, um, for some of our Non-U.S. listeners, uh, Silicon Beach, uh, you might have heard of Silicon Valley, which is up the road a little bit more near San Francisco, but Silicon Beach is part of the L.A. Uh, metropolitan area. It's home to literally hundreds of uh, young startup companies, including the biggest names out there, the Googles and the Facebooks, Amazons, and so forth. Uh, and one last thing, I'd be remiss uh, if I didn't mention, but my daughter would get very mad at me, but he's also the, the producer of the, the hit uh, Grammy-nominated single and album, J.J. Fad Supersonic, uh, one best rap performance in 1989 uh, for all female rap group. I have to put that in there for my daughter. But uh, Kim Nizel, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to come on the show again today. Thanks for having me. You know, uh, it, it's great seeing you. Um, I really, I, I enjoyed reading a lot about what you've been up to the last couple of years. You've been in the Forbes magazine quite a bit. And, you know, I, I'd love to start off, uh, I think it was the last time we chatted, there's a great article where, you know, you talk about uh, during the early days of, of your rap career, uh, the beginnings of NWA, that, hey, you know, you're making gangster rap, but at the same time, uh, you were cursed, in quotes, with a very high IQ, living in the hood, and, you know, you just like to play video games at the time. Talk a little bit about the early days, if you would, when you sort of first uh, found these two passions together in your life. Yeah, so, you know, like we talked before, you know, growing up in Compton was kind of interesting because, you know, they always say it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know what I mean? Like, it was a good place to grow up because that's where I was born and raised, but a lot of bad stuff going on at the time, especially in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And my mom's was very overprotective of me because I was the only child. She didn't want me to get into the same kind of trouble as my uncles and cousins who were doing most of the damage in Compton at the time. So, you know, between my, my mother and father and 
my uncles and cousins, none of them wanted me to be like them. You know, like, mm -hmm. well, my mother and father did, but not my uncles and cousins. Like, we don't want you in the streets like us. So stay your butt in the house and do this or listen to music or here's your turntable. Go play with this. And a cousin had a, got a synthesizer when he came back from the military. And I'm learning how to use a synthesizer and do all of these, you know, technical things. My other cousin had a ham radio and I learned how to do talk on a ham radio as a young kid. I had a very deep voice as a young kid. So I would talk to people. They thought I was grown. I remember <laughs> me and my uncle went to one of those, you know, CD ham radio jamborees. I mean, People today don't even know what the hell that is. But back in the day, yeah. you talked on a CV or a ham radio and they had oh, yeah. parties and things at the park. And I used to call myself Pretty Boy. And I went <laughs> to one of these things and I'm like 13 years old at the time. And all of these women were waiting to see Pretty Boy. And I'm <laughs> like this little bit, little kid. And none of them would talk to me anymore on the CV after that. They're like, <laughs> I'm, you're not a grown man, so we're not speaking here anymore. But uh yeah, that's kind of how I got started with the whole technology thing. Awesome, awesome. And, and you know, another um, of the Forbes articles that that you uh, you know you talk about a lot about in it is entitled "Playing with Video Game Culture." And you say in this article, "Look, parents, let kids play games. Uh, don't get mad at them if they're good at Fortnite or Roblox or all this other stuff that my kids do. Uh, aside from fun, uh, they're safe." their art, their design, and at the end of the day, games are business, they're programming, they're computer science, and there's yeah. so much out there as a career path. Talk a little bit about, you see, because I remember, I, you probably, I'm a little older than you, but I grew up with Atari, and even back in the day, my dad was like, that will rot your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about sort of what you're seeing in 2022 in regards to sort of where we are culturally with uh, parents uh, and, uh, and games, and, and you know how we're looking at this nowadays. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still the same. You know, people still look at it as just a waste of time for kids. But what we're trying to do is break down those boundaries. You know, I've partnered with the Department of Education. And um, actually, um, another thing that I helped build, I think we talked about this before, um, Solar Impact, they're building a technology center, which is up now in um, central, South Central LA on 60th and Broadway. And it's going to be a technology center, uh, eSports center, gaming space where they can do tech and learn how to code games or, you know, all these kind of different things. And we're teaching the parents that, hey, this is a skill that these kids have. And it's a career. You know, when we were young, you got to be a doctor, you got to be a lawyer, you know, that was it. That's doctor, lawyer, you worked in a factory, you, you know, there were only so many jobs you could have when we were younger. But now these kids have so many ways out. There's so many young kids right now. Like I've bumped into a lot of them, 14, 15 years old, who were millionaires because of TikTok or because of Instagram or they're very good at Fortnite or Roblox or Animal Crossing. All of these games, they're actually social media influencers and people are paying them millions of dollars to watch them play video games. So if your kid was um, a successful football player, or basketball player, you'd be proud. What's the difference now? Yeah, he's not out running or getting exercise, but he's an athlete in yep. the sense of he's a professional, you know, sports person doing video games and people pay big money for that kind of thing. So it, it's kind of like, it, it's a different world. And now with the metaverse, if you know how to build in Fortnite or build in Roblox or any of these things, you can get hired to build the metaverse. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 
Yeah. Yeah. What I, I wanted to ask you about that because I know that a lot of um, what you're involved in is clearly on the cutting edge. And I know you were involved in things like um, uh, virtual reality and extended reality early before it was, now it's getting somewhere. I can, you know, I can understand it now, but you've been involved for years. What is some of the future? I mean, you mentioned the metaverse, obviously Facebook made their big announcement a couple of weeks ago and sort of introduces all that. What are some of the, the, the leading edge stuff? What are the things that get you excited nowadays? Obviously you've done the VR, etc. What are you looking for in the coming years? Uh, the really hot areas that excite you? Um, so, XR, mixed reality, you know, I, I've never really been bullish of VR. I like it. I've always been a part of it and trying to help it grow. But what I've learned over the years is the human being, as we are, cannot be, you know, immersed for long periods of time. You know, it's just, it's impossible. You know, like you can't have this thing on your head for hours and hours on end. Um, so the whole mixed reality is more of a play, the metaverse where you're kind of in a virtual space, but there's a lot of other things going on around in the real world. I think that's the, what's going to be our future. And, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of studying on it and I, I really see we're, you know, you got to be honest, we're already in the metaverse. We were in the metaverse before they actually started saying the word metaverse and using it as a, you know, buzzword, because like you said, kids now talk to their friends in Fortnite. They hang out with their friends in Fortnite. Even the game um, Grand Theft Auto, people go into Grand Theft Auto and not play anymore. They socialize in there and they create sitcoms. I've yep. seen sitcoms from Grand Theft Auto and I'm like, wow. So people are using things as tools now. So, you know, like, um, it's so funny. I always uh, liken myself to the character in um for those who are old like me um who used to watch and live in color they used to have a jamaican family who had like <laughs> jobs like oh yeah i've got 15 jobs i'm this i'm this and that and the, and the kid only had 10 jobs so he was lazy like yeah, we yeah. only got 10 jobs you lazy <laughs> bum like go get more jobs and i just partnered with um some medical um professionals and we're actually building something in the we're making the medical metaverse we want to decentralize mm -hmm. medical and it's about time you, you see a lot of um, apps popping up now that directing consumer medical. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's one that, that kills me. It's, uh, what's it called? Um, it starts with an R. It, it's the one about like mail something. And it's like, hey, oh, right, you can right. do this stuff directly from us now. Like, you don't even have to go to a doctor anymore, right? right. And I'm seeing a lot of these things. So we want to kind of decentralize healthcare if we can and put it in the hands of the people and make it easier for people to get information, um, speak to healthcare officials and do a lot of the things that they normally would have to go and sit in a waiting room or sit to speak to a doctor or a nurse. Now they can do it in, I keep hating use the word, the metaverse and do most of the things without going and only go to a doctor when you actually need to. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Especially with COVID, you, it, it, the hospitals are overrun. You can't yeah. even, you break your leg, good luck, good luck. You have a heart attack, good luck, you yeah. know, because, so we want to help. And, and um, yeah, I've partnered with some people and we're in the process of building that out now. So here's another thing on my plate.
Awesome. No, that's awesome because I remember the last time we were talking. I mean, you you had done the COVID tech COVID investment, and you were yeah. building that. Um, but also, I think literally maybe a week or so around the time that we chatted, maybe last year, the FDA had recently approved. I think it was the first game for a disease. I think in the case it was uh, for kids with attention deficit disorder yeah. or something like that. Are you seeing? more of this coming to your, you know, your investment pool or whatever, or people that are giving you business plans for, for medical uh, games, uh, things that maybe have a, not just they have the fun, they're fun, but hey, they do this for me. Uh, they make me happier. They, yeah, my, my back I mean, 1000% <laughs> because that's actually what we're building, you know, like we're okay. building this space, but it's not only healthcare, it's health and wellness. Yeah. So there will be games, there will be you know, yoga, you know, yoga and meditation. And if you want to play a video game, you know, we're, I'm actually, not, I won't say the name of the company because I haven't reached out to them yet. <laughs> like I, found, I actually found this video game by a very small company in Europe and they've only made one game. And I'm like, <laughs> buy that company because that could be like the centerpiece of what we're doing. So like you said, there are games out there that can help, you know, and I, I think it's time that we stop looking at games and, you know, things that occupy people's time as just a recreation. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, when I, I travel so much, if it wasn't for, and I'm not trying to, like, I don't own any parts of this company. If it wasn't for, like, Candy Crush and um, Toy Blast on my iPad when I'm sitting on an airplane or... Even when I'm working here, sometimes it's just kind of like you need to clear your brain of just work and mm -hmm. just go somewhere else. And it's not like I don't have the time to play an RPG right now that I want to. I, I literally wouldn't be. I wish I had time because I miss playing, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons games and yep. all of these big RPGs and stuff or Zelda. It just takes so much of your time. But there are things out there that do help. Imagine if you had no escape. Mm hmm. And all you did was work. Yep. You know, that's why you get these people jumping off of buildings and killing people because they lose it. So, yeah, as you said, there's a lot out there that can help. Awesome. And, um, you know, the, the other one, the... Um since we last up, you now are, in addition to many of your titles, you're the president of this Game Times Brownies company, which I thought was fascinating because you're here, you're connecting um, esports. Okay. Yep. So these kids are they're good at esports and they're developing this stuff. Um, but you realize, that, hey, okay. So the brain, it's, it's sugar is one thing, but you got to fuel it with other stuff. You have these keto, uh, keto is very hot <laughs> on yeah, all different yeah. fronts in terms of diabetes and heart disease and stuff. Uh, talk about this, this company, if you would, and how you got into it. Um, some friends of mine reached out to me, um, and they already had a product that they really wanted to move it in a different direction, Got it. you know, and I was like, Hey, uh, gamers like brownies, you know what I mean? But gamers eat a lot of sugar, you know, like you drink a lot of sugar to eat a lot of sugar. Why not make something a little more healthier proteins and vitamins and things like that. And they can have that. It's, it's still a treat. It still tastes like sugar, but there's really no bad stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we actually did that. It's actually a performance tool to help you stay focused and actually play better. So yeah, that's kind of where we came up with that. Awesome. Better awesome. than eating a carrot. <laughs> Can you imagine there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Carrot. <laughs> I hate carrots. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the other very interesting thing, obviously very uh, important in, in, in today's day and age, you know, uh, in this Forbes article, uh, the recent one, um, you know, you mentioned 
something else that happens in video games that we may not think about, but race melts away. Um, and um, you also point out that uh, there are specific communities that have developed that to specialize in, in LGBTQ and so forth. Say a few words about, you know, we don't think about this connection, but here we are, 2022, video games, technology, social good, social justice, and, and once again, the connection here. I think you're making a very profound point as well here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how can I put this? So inner cities don't get a lot of access to a lot of different things, right? But the things that they do have access to, we have to, and I hate to use the word monetize, but we have to figure out a way that if the kids in the inner city only get this, they only get to play video games, listen to rap music, uh, they have sports, you know, um, they really don't have a lot of access to technology or the skills, you know, how do you get them to succeed? And my whole vision was, well, let's bring the technology and all of these things to them, but bring it to them in a way like one of my partner companies I spoke to a while ago, they're a CAD company that makes, you know, well, we build buildings and we make robots, you know, designs and things like that. We'd love to give away the software to these kids so they can learn our software. Well, they showed me their, um, uh, what do you call it? The, you know, like their, their lessons. They show me their lessons and I'm looking at them and I'm like, kids don't want to make this. Like a kid doesn't want to learn how to make a building, especially a kid in the inner city. Right. So why don't you show the kid that you can use the same software to make a pair of Nikes? You know, because you use CAD software to do sure. design for clothing or fashion or, you know, designing cars or cool and hip things. You know, you got to spark these kids' imagination. My, my imagination was sparked way back in the day, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And, you know, um, I was just speaking with somebody um, at a meeting I had earlier who worked for one of the biggest loudspeaker companies in the world that does all the big, you know, Coachella, everything. It's their loudspeakers, L-Audio, um, L-Acoustic, rather. And one of the guys that works there goes, you know, I never knew that I would be in this position. But when I went to school, our school had a benefactor who would give us $50,000 a year to bring in audio and technology and stuff. So we had it, we had our own little radio station we had a, a recording studio we were editing video and all of these things so from him just being a part of that in high school now he's you know an executive at this big company so mm -hmm. i think that's what we got to do with kids is is hit them on the head not in a mean way like what do you want to do what do you like i don't want to do anything but play video games okay don't get mad at them start researching video games and what kind of jobs there are in video games a girl that's all, sitting in her room all she wants to do is put on makeup and blah, 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 and do all of these things in fashion. But guess what? Every time I turn on TikTok, there's some girl doing fashion and makeup, and they're getting like 2 million, 5 million views or more making money off of this stuff. So mm -hmm. it's a different world we live in right now. And I think we got to push that narrative, even though I'm old and I should be pushing old people narratives, but I'm very young minded. So, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, um, are, are you doing anything on the the uh, the older 
side of things. Do are there any interesting niches where the elderly are, you know, because we one of the things we, we actually talked on a recent show is just um this problem with loneliness. Um yeah. and you know, it, you know, in some people being lonely, uh it's like smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. Um yeah. obviously the elderly are more difficult to use some of these tools, but you know, I, I read about sometimes, you know, they, they're using the VR in the old age homes now to pe take people on uh, places they've never been when they were right. 90, 90 years old. Any interesting uh, things you're looking at there or investments on that front? Yeah. So that's part of the whole medical metaverse health yep. and wellness thing we're building is one thing we said was, okay, we need to make this as simple as possible. Mm. We, we need to have like levels, just like a video game, levels. Okay. You know, when you play a video game, it's like, you know, you play Call of Duty. It's like, okay, I'm just going to play the easy mode. Yep. I'm going to play, you know, regular or I'm going to play hardcore. You know, we want to do the same thing. When you come into our metaverse and deal with our platform, if you're, and you don't have to be elderly. You just probably don't care. Like, I just want to <laughs> go where I, okay, oh, my shoulder hurts. I need to talk to somebody. Click, click, click. I'm right there. Or you're a younger person that's used to playing games and wants this virtual experience. Oh, I want to hop in, take my little avatar, hop in my virtual car, drive around through the city and drive to the doctor's office or something like that. So yeah, we're really looking at how do we engage the elderly or people that really don't understand technology. And I hate it when people do it in a way of, have you seen, what's that phone call with the big buttons on it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they might as well just call it the old people phone. It's like, right, right, right. hey, old people phone, like big <laughs> buttons. It only does two things. You can call us or call your family. That's yeah. it. And I'm like, come on. Like, we need to stop treating people that way and create something, a tool that people can use that's yeah. amazing, that make them, not, I hate to use the word smarter, but make them more adept in technology. Like, you don't mm -hmm. want to leave anyone behind. Right. And by doing creating a big phone with big buttons, you leave people behind because they're never going to feel comfortable jumping into the future. Yeah. So like you said, the moment you put on um, an Oculus or some type of VR headset on an elderly person who's never seen it before, they're like, oh, my God, like, why didn't somebody tell me this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we want to tell people, everybody from young to old, that this gap of technology we're trying to shrink it so that everybody's included, you know? Yeah. Outstanding. Um, clearly, Kimmy, you've, you've been at the sort of the, the epicenter of, of hip hop and then ultimately spreading the word about uh, STEM. Um, right. And as I mentioned, we were chatting before the show a couple months ago, I had this gentleman, Ashley Renzon from Microsoft, who also rapper combined with the technology. Um, any interesting things? I, I, I've been, I've stayed a bit away from the, the, the hip hop world for a couple of years myself, but um, any interesting things happening in the world of hip hop and STEM that are, that we should know about uh, in 2022? Yeah. So I'm going to give a shout out um, to some friends of mine, uh, 1500 Sound Academy. Um, okay. 1500 um, or nothing is the crew. They've, I guess they've, they've produced everything from Beyonce to Jay-Z. Sure. I mean, everybody, they're amazing. They're, and they're a band too. So a lot of times if you see like Beyonce on tour or somebody on tour, it's them actually playing. So they produce, right. they perform, they built this amazing facility. Um, I, I think it's in Inglewood, it's 
between Inglewood and the LAX airport, that little area over there, okay. and huge facility, and it's a music academy for kids, and they're opening it up for free, awesome. and we're working with them with the Department of Education along with the other thing I'm doing with them. We brought in, um, so on my side, my company, GOAT, the PC mm -hmm. company that I have, yep. we've partnered with the Department of Education and Epic Games and Unreal Engine to bring um, Unreal Engine into the LA school system so kids can learn Unreal Engine. And, you know, Unreal Engine was a software they use on Mandalorian, all the okay. Marvel movies, and a lot of this visual effects software. Well, that's only one half of it because then you've got sound, which is the other, other half. Mm -hmm. So uh, 1500 Sound Academy is actually going to handle the sound and music side. So you're going to be teaching kids everything from editing to hip-hop to, you know, music production to music business all of these different things and that's going to be a great thing so i got to give them a shout out on that and i think that's that's the future is it, here's something i've always said when i talk to a lot of uh government officials mm -hmm. you know and maybe the ones i talk to either they don't get it or they're the wrong people to talk to but i think when you know a lot of people in government are really old right <laughs> so they are stuck in their ways and i'm like it's so stupid that our government doesn't fund like entertainment. When you go to other countries, like when I go DJ or perform in, um, when I was in the Netherlands, that's, okay. well, that's Amsterdam, right? Amsterdam, Rotterdam, Eindhoven, yep. that's the Netherlands, right? They flew me there. Everything was owned by the government. The government paid my check. Like the government paid me and mm. the government owned the venue. The government owned the alcohol and the tobacco too. Like they owned it all. And they were like, they pay for the parties over there. So they make money off of the events. They actually, you know, even fund some of the record companies over there. And mm -hmm. in France, you know, France, they pay for the artist, you know, because France is an art place. Like when I went to France, they were like, oh yeah, we're on, we're, we're on vacation. What do you mean we're on vacation? Like, <laughs> yeah, we get like, we get like three months off. What? The government pays for it so we can go and be artsy or what have you. So there's so many things that I think our country needs to really understand and help support more the arts and entertainment. Now, here they are this year um, because of COVID. They're really understanding that they got to put money in. Yep. So I heard it's something like billions of dollars that they're about to throw into arts and education and things like that into the school. So we really do need that. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's such a crucial piece of the puzzle. Yeah, the uh, understanding, especially as you were mentioning from the government level, the importance of this of this part of society, and it's right. yeah, it's, it's so crucial. Um, Kim, what? Um, obviously, you know, you're traveling all the time. You're you know going around the world. You, you're you're still performing. You're looking at investments and so forth. Um, what what does sort of the young folks have to do to you know? I, I got three in this house. I think only one is uh, <laughs> is into coding and all that. But you know, young guy, person, girl, guy, whatever, listening to this show wants to reach out to you. Um, how do they get in touch with you to 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 look at a business plan or look at their technology? Do you do you do you have sort of like not job fairs, but do you come to different cities and check out technologies? How, how do you how do you work with the younger folks that might have a great idea but don't know where to start? Right. So they can either reach out to me on my social, just OG Arabian Prince on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. They can go to my website, Innovate Next, you know, and reach out that way. Um, or 
the easiest, easiest, easiest way is to really, really connect with the people in your city. Because I'm already connected with a lot of the different cities, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, Milwaukee reached out to me and they okay. wanted to get more into technology. So we went, we went out there and did a big um, tech fair in Milwaukee and we're looking at doing some stuff in Texas and some other cities. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking at expanding across the country Excellent. And, and showing the cities that, you know, they have the resources. It's just no one's pushing it. So, yeah, but definitely reach out to me. If anybody's got an idea, I answer all my, and even I probably maybe uh, LinkedIn, because I do answer everything on LinkedIn. Somebody reaches out and I'm on the board of a couple of startups. You know, I like the concept. I like the idea and I want to help them scale. So, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, last question while I have you, um, we just got into 2022. What is, uh, what's coming up? What's hot for the, uh, the coming months, places we should watch you conferences you're going to be presenting at. I know you're all over the place, but uh, please take the floor. If I've missed anything that you, you want to mention. Yeah. Um, I was just in Saudi Arabia for a big music, um, tech festival and conference and big, I mean, it was a, the biggest music festival I've ever seen called Soundstorm. I was there for a week. That was amazing. I'm still be um, working with them on next year's thing. That's going to be cool. Um, but um, we're like I said, the medical metaverse is the next thing for me. I'm still trying to be a pro golfer. Don't tell anybody. Like I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Like you might see me on TV pretty soon. Um, but uh, my my goal right now is to really build out these technology centers in the inner cities. Um, another company reached out to me and there may be an opportunity to do another one here in LA and then kind of scale across the country once we have the blueprint and just keep it going. Outstanding. We'll be watching and rooting you on because it's just, you know, uh, it's been impressive watching the last couple of years, what you've been up to, uh, no sleep. to say. yeah. What do you say? No sleep till Brooklyn. Here's no sleep till Compton. <laughs> For, um, uh, for everybody that's uh, is going to be listening to this episode uh, on our podcast network, so watching on the YouTube channel, you've been listening to Kim Nizel, uh, rapper, songwriter, venture capitalist, technologist, doing really amazing things, helping to incubate companies, inspire young inventors, uh, get in touch with them directly if you have great ideas, uh, doing really amazing things. Kim, I, I want to thanks for taking the time out of your schedule to do this again. Uh, thanks for everything you're doing there in LA and soon to be across the country. And as we say on this show, thanks for helping to make a better tomorrow for so many people via what you're doing. Really, really impressive story. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. And everybody out there, eat a chip. <laughs>